Welcome to Denny Toratories the World, my way. If you're a foodie, this is the show for you. Welcome, welcome, foodies. Denny Tornator Eats the World My Way, episode 17, and I have got some special guests today. So, in Orlando, we have a great culinary scene. I've been talking about it for 17 episodes. It gets better and better, and I've got some Orlando legends in the studio today. Trent and VA, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. So, you two own Seven Bites, Orlando staple. Ah, uh, that I sounds mean, great. It has been referred to that before, <laughs> for sure. So for the people that listen to this show around the world, you guys are rock stars here in Orlando, for real. Like, oh. anyone in the culinary scene knows who you guys are. You're great personalities, but at the end of the day, your food's awesome. I appreciate that. I mean, Thank there's you. a reason, Trina, you're, like, trying to be humble. There's a line around the door. <laughs> when you guys go to Seven Bites, there's going to be a big line out the door. It goes Don't fast, be scared. Though. It goes fast. It goes real fast. It does. Get in that line. It does go fast. And okay. you'll see why. Uh, that's you. And I'm the jerk that has his phone ring during his podcast. <laughs> I literally told him, we're drinking wine, okay? So I said, make sure you turn your phones off. All right, so we're not, we're not even going to edit that out. We're just going to roll with it. It's excusable. It happens. So let's go, before we get into the food and food network and all that, let's talk where it all started, okay? Oh. So Trina, oh God, where did you get your love for cooking? Because I consider you like a master baker. Your baked goods are to die for um, my love of cooking came actually from my grandparents. My mother is a horrible cook. Like, oh. it definitely did not come from her. She's it, not lying. It, I, it came from my grandparents, and she'll admit it. And and here's the reason why my mom was not a great cook, because my grandmother was such a great cook. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was the 40s, 50s quintessential housewife that was her her gig. So she stayed home, you know, after she was done being a nurse, uh, and that was part of her career. Then she literally was a housewife and there were three meals a day and we lived in the same neighborhood mm. growing up with her. And, you know, she was the cook of the family. And so the minute that I was tall enough to stand on this little stool at the counter and help open canned goods or, you know, baste turkeys or whatever, <laughs> she put me to work. You know, I, I learned how to whip uh, whip cream in a copper bowl with a whisk by hand by the time I was nine years old. So, you know, there, that's the best that. way to learn. It really is. It is. So I mean, it's, that's it's where it came bonding from. for you and grandma. And it's, you know, it's super special. That's yeah. you get someone young like that. I'm trying to do that to my daughter, Leah, like. Really, she's young. She's into it, you know? What about you, VA? Where did you get your cooking uh, love? Actually, my whole family cooks. Um, I think it's probably stemmed because I was the only one who was actually not lazy. Mm-hmm. My brothers are, I love them to death, but they're not They're not go-getters. And I was always in the kitchen because they needed help because I have three brothers <laughs> and a large family outside of that. Nice. So, you know, um my dad barbecues a lot, and he still won't give me the barbecue sauce recipe. So I had to make <laughs> I had to make my own. <laughs> well, I've had it; it's delicious. Thank you. And so the way let's talk about the restaurant real quick. Mm-hmm. So for all the listeners in Orlando, you guys already know Seven Bites, okay? But we have a lot of listeners that come from other countries that yes. check, check out Disney World, they check out Tornadors, and they're definitely going to be very impressed when they go to Seven Bites. It, I consider your food like. Brunch, lunch type of food, Southern. Yep, breakfast, brunch, lunch—the three best meals of the day, in my, in my opinion. <laughs> See, my issue when I go to your you restaurant, you guys fill me up. Well, I'm also a pig. I get like two. I, I order extra, but man, 
I need like a couple hour nap. Feel like I, I leave there so happy in that food coma. Yeah, we are um, a southern, I would say a southern inspired menu um, with nostalgic with a nostalgic bakery. Um, oh my god! All, all of our food is nostalgic food with a modern twist on it. So do you, so VA, you pretty much run the kitchen. Yes. And you run the bakery. Yep, bakery and in front of house. Is, was that the plan when you opened? Not the plan. Not the, <laughs> not the, plan. the plan. Not the plan at all. I worked for not Liberty Mutual. Not the plan. <laughs> what I, was the plan first? Well, well, for starters, I worked at Liberty Mutual as a, as an insurance adjuster when we when we met. And the scary thing is, is me in an office. <laughs> I can't imagine that, honestly. <laughs> You're not the office cubicle type at and, all. And um, when Trenton and I met... Um, she was in culinary school and she was starting to do baked goods for other restaurants. And I'm like, Hey, you should get it. You know, we should just open a small space. We were paying a lot in like commercial kitchen rental because I was doing desserts for other restaurants before I even graduated. So you were Cordon Bleu? Uh, Valencia. Valencia. Okay. Yeah. That's right. I yeah, did, the, that's right, that's I did right. the culinary and then the very last class was a baking, like a baking 101 and I loved it. And the baker instructor was like, you're really good at this. You should consider that. And, uh, I decided to go ahead and then I took the full baking course as well. Um, and then realized, holy shit, I really love baking. <laughs> like it's right or wrong. It's black or white. Right. It, you, you do it right or you start over. So the challenge of that daily is it's huge. And being able to understand all the facets of baking and then write your own recipes mm-hmm. is what brings me ultimate joy. Like that is, that's, that's bake, my jam. You know, cooking can be taught, things like that. But it, baking is not for everybody. Like no. it, oh, it's no. not stressful because like you said, if you mess it up, it's start it. over. I don't go near it. I just add a little salt here, a little yeah. pepper here. It's beautiful. <laughs> Well, you got that kitchen dialed in as far as the Southern food. We're going to get into that in a second. The baking. Though. So you're going to open Seven Bites. Yeah. And. Well, no, it was not intended. It was not intended as at all. a restaurant. What was we, it going to be? We were, I well, found a really small space. It used to be Spooky Cat Cafe for all those people in Orlando that remember where it was. But before that, it was Sandwich King. And that's how I remember because my grandparents lived right there because my fa- my grandfather was in the Navy. And so he we lived by the Navy base mm-hmm. where is now Baldwin Park. Correct. And so we would walk to Sandwich King like every Sunday or then walk the opposite way. Do you remember? I mean, how long have you lived in Orlando? Uh, the mid-90s, I moved there. Okay, so it was, it was I believe still there. Then it was an ice cream shop on um, Bumby down near the end that was kind of like the twisty treat, but it was called the Golden Swirl. But it had that. It had that giant. The house. Yeah, and so we would walk <laughs> one way or the other. So you're from from here? Oh, I've lived here since I was 11 years old. So for the people around the world that don't know, when you live in Florida, specifically Orlando. It's hard. Trent is a rare breed <laughs> because most people move here from wherever the hell they right. move here from, yes. you know? Yes. So I usually ask that question. Are you, you, where are you from originally? Uh, Merritt Island. Okay. So you're Floridian so that's, too. That's I'm not, Floridian. But so I, you guys are made for each other. Two yeah. Floridian girls. <laughs> it's like peas and carrots with extra butter. That's yes. right. And so the plan was just to get this small space because we were already paying so much for commercial kitchens because the way commercial kitchens work, you got to kind of... If anything you own is in it, you're paying for the time. And so with baked goods, especially pies, because that's what I started originally as is, you know, the mm-hmm. magical pie yep. lady. Um, <laughs> they were magical. Wait, wait, you have to give a shout out to Pom Pom for this one? Yes, because she did. she did. She was my very first sandwich account 
Get out. Ordered pies. Okay, yep. so spring, speaking of her, her and I have been messaging on Facebook. Palm, when yep. you hear this, I told you, get on this show. <laughs> and Trent is here. Come on. Come like, on. Get we're on giving, this show. We're giving her a shout out. We so. are. Yeah, Pom Pom so, Sandwiches is yep. a great place here in Orlando yep. as well. That's how everything started. And we were just paying a lot. So, um, you know... She was like, hey, just, just get a small space. We can find something small. It'll be less than what you're paying now. And then you can bake as much and take on more accounts. So I'm like, okay, I agree. I graduated May 2nd with three degrees, culinary, baking and pastry, restaurant management. That's impressive. Signed my first lease May 3rd. <laughs> Don't, Literally wait, the day Way to take after. a summer vacation. <laughs> right? <laughs> That was totally my fault. It was it was her fault. She's like, just do it. So do did, it. So in the, the in the place you're talking about is Seven Bites. It was where Badass Sandwiches is now. Okay, that uh, was our very first nine, space. Nine hundred square feet. Nine hundred and thirty-seven. Okay. So you were like, feet. I'm gonna start out small. Yep. 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 So as we're doing the build out for the kitchen, she she says, you know, we can just I can just I can put a counter right here and. You can just bake a couple of extra things. So then if someone <laughs> d- can't make it to the other restaurant to get your stuff, like they could just swing in here. Like you're already going to be here. <laughs> Bring in some extra money. That. You no, just no, it open was, Pandora's box. Yep. Because no, we're that's like, literally how we're it started. Like, we need to make, we need to make $400 a day. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually $383 was three? a day. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. I, like, I, I can up. do that. That pays for that. And then the money that I'm making from the other restaurants then can be a salary. Like I can do this. Yep. Uh, if it yeah. was all so simple. So. Oh, yep. yeah. So simple. And then six months later, I had to quit my corporate job and go back to yeah, the kitchen. I'm like, if you don't come work here, well... What happened? So you opened and started getting slammed? Let rephrase this. She <laughs> would work during the week at Liberty Mutual and then come work all weekend with me. Well, yeah, the because trooper. I had my two days off. I would come in the seven bites because I loved it. Yeah. And <laughs> and that that's literally how so it started. The, so the name is nostalgic. It has, uh, it's about taking seven bites. Tell me the story a- of absolutely. that. Absolutely. I, I had gastric bypass surgery in 20, 2006. 2006. Okay. Like I keep thinking it's so much Nope, closer. Remember how old Jacob is? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they kind of retrain you how to eat, and seven to nine bites is what you eat. And okay. I didn't want to call it seven to nine bites, right? So I just went with seven <laughs> bites, and I went with seven bites because I loved the spelling of how we spell seven with I the seven as the V. Well, that's my favorite horror movie. You, have you ever seen it? Seven. Seven. Yeah. Okay. What's in the box? Exactly. <laughs> Delicious baked goods. That's what's in the box. That's oh my god. I love that. That's it. That's excellent. That's how it that's well, how that, it came to be. And people that haven't been there, you gotta understand. It's good, good. It's not see, I'm not I'm from New York, so I didn't really know southern uh, food, okay? Yeah, we're and when I moved here, I started tasting things and, and I wasn't getting good southern food. You were afraid happening. of grits, weren't you? I hate grits to this day still. So, sorry. Oh. Sorry, guys. But it's okay. Like, I, we didn't have biscuits and gravy. We didn't have sweet tea. Right. We didn't have a oh, lot yeah. of stuff you have. And fried green tomatoes. And I've tried it at a few places, and it just wasn't made right. No, but no. I didn't know better. So I thought, oh, this food just sucks. Yep. You guys got it dialed in. Like, oh, there, my there, God. There is trickery that goes on with those fried green tomatoes. Yeah. That's one I've never made, but I can imagine because I've had them slimy well, and soggy. Well, exactly. Yeah. Like, you trick. guys got it dialed in. So the trick, the trick is, is that when we make the tomatoes— we salt and peppered the tomato because remember, a tomato has no flavor. Right. So especially green tomatoes because it's basically like a, a non-ripe tomato. So salt and pepper, 
and then we flour them, egg wash, and then I do like an Italian breadcrumb. Then we bake them oh. with with like cooking spray on it because then the cooking spray makes it crispy. And then I, I've had so many raw tomatoes that are burnt on the outside or overcooked on the outside uh-huh. and raw in the middle. And that's the worst thing in the world. So by baking them, you're cooking the tomato. And, and then kind of getting rid of a little bit of the moisture because yeah. when you drop something wet into a fryer, what does it do? It disappears. Yep. Right. So, so after it bakes, we we cool them and then we put them in the walk-in and then online they just flash, flash fry, just to crisp them, and then they're cooked all the way in the middle. They're crispy, what a and the tomato is still there. Everybody's gonna copy you it, now. Crazy. <laughs> it's, it's because okay. and, and it's, okay. it's not oily. And right. it, like nope. the breading doesn't fall off. Yeah, I hate like I've I've had them a yep. million times that well, weren't good. The the crazy thing is I will tell you something about our breading. A very little bit about our breading is there's grits in it, grits and cornmeal in the breading, along with a bunch of other stuff. But no that, but those are the well, things. Well, I guess that, I do like grits after all because <laughs> <laughs> I love those fried yep. green tomatoes. I but, really do. But the crazy thing is, is that the cornmeal when we were like tinkering with recipes, the cornmeal makes it so the breading isn't wet because yeah. it absorbs, absorbs a lot of the moisture. It. Right. Right. That's a nice. Thanks for the tip. Science. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try to make it myself. Oh, I'm just going to go to well, Bites. <laughs> I mean, that's my days of polenta right there. Uh-huh. Yep. The d- damn cornmeal. So this is one thing I love about both of you guys. Like, you're. I consider you guys great friends, for one. And second, you're, you're both tough. I hate push, <laughs> I hate pushovers. I really do. And is especially in this business, you have to be tough. You do. And, uh, like, shit, we were just having a bottle of wine a minute ago, and you're telling me we just re the floor in the restaurant ourselves. Well, I, mean, I was uh, like, yep. that's awesome. It must be my tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're not going <laughs> to well, you're not you, gonna let people take advantage of you because, yeah. all right, I'm not trying to sound sexist. No, but no, that's fine. Some people think they're going to take advantage of a lady. Yeah. Well, no, she's, the a, soc- she's the soccer mom, and I am not. Yeah. Right. I mean that, but also <laughs> I think too, if you choose the narrative you're going to have, I, I actually sat on a panel. Um, oh, I remember Oh my that. gosh. Three or four years ago. Yes. And it was a panel of really affluential women chefs. And I said, well, you know, I'm going to, there's a couple of things that I'm going to point out here. Cause they're like, what, what is next? What is next for the future of businesses for, I said, well, there's two things actually that I need to or that I feel like need a change. We need to stop the narrative with each other that the customer's always right. Because oh sometimes God, the customer's just not right. I Agreed. Mean, it's okay. And as, a, as small businesses, mm-hmm. you cannot continue the narrative that large corporations have put in place for their businesses where, you know, 20 free meals in a day doesn't affect them. And they'll just do whatever to make someone happy, whether it's right or wrong on, you know, the customer's end. And frankly, a small business doesn't have the ability to deal with that like that, you know? Totally agree. And so, you know, someone not liking something doesn't mean there's anything wrong with it. It means that they may not have chosen the best thing, right? you know? Um, And we just don't replace meals because of that. It's it's a If you ordered something on the menu and we made it the way it's supposed to be, you never had it before and you just don't happen to like it, well... Yeah, we made I'll get it right. you something new, but it's but not also, on me. You know, but yeah. also, you're, you'll own up to it if you made yep. it wrong. Oh, oh, oh we'll I'll fix, fix it immediately. Immediately. Do you guys do like, um, so we stopped doing, I mean, we'll do the basic substitutions, but I don't let people change the integrity well, of a dish anymore. I, it, we, it depends on what it is. For exactly. the majority, if I just tell our people who are ringing up the food, Hey, it comes like that. There's no way to take that out of it because sometimes yeah. there just isn't. <laughs> right? You know? Or, you know, don't you, take like, two I don't ingredients want onions out and, and blah, blah blah blah. Yeah. Yep. And then we then we try to like um, 
We try to like get them to go in the direction they're trying to go in. In other words, find a menu item that that yes. fits that, that, that sounds like what yeah, yeah. they do like, like. Like offer them something vegetarian. Don't take all the meat out of one of my non-vegetarian right. items. Like we're professionals, so we do this every day. And if somebody comes in, it's never worked in a restaurant, and they're like, yep. "Oh," and they try to do some, try to change a dish, yep. and you know it's going to ruin the dish. Yep. We try to steer them away from it, Absolutely. but it's tough. Absolutely, yep. you should. And then my second point that I made was that until women who are in this industry stop the narrative of using female chefs. Oh my God, I know. I'm a woman chef. No, I'm a chef, just like you're a chef. Yeah, if you want to be equal, That's right. just, then just call us chefs. Correct. <laughs> Good point. Um, that that <laughs> irritates me probably more than anything. I'm like, well, what I do as my job doesn't have anything to do with me being a woman. It has to do with my skill set and how I do it. I could be a man or a woman. If I wasn't in front of you, but I was sending out a product to you, you wouldn't know whether a man or a woman made it. So that should be irrelevant. It's that you're absolutely right. I was just talking to a friend that was trying to come up with a name for a podcast that she was starting. And she said, what do you think a lady boss something? And I was like, just call it boss, whatever, not lady boss, because then you're automatically mm -hmm. degrading yourself almost like, oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, no, you're adding that's a handicap exactly that's it. not they, there. You're handicapping something. Exactly. They're, women perpetuate yep. being treated the way they say they despise being treated by using those terms. Yeah. And, it's, and I've really tried to not do that anymore. Well, that's something I love about you guys. You know, all right, so let's, <laughs> this, is, this is what's rare about you two. Uh -oh. Like, it's hard. You guys do it. You guys do this. If if, if you're, I'm going to ask you to give advice to the uh, people that are trying to do this. Oh my god! It's hard to be married to someone and work with somebody. Oh no no, no. ours is easy because there's a there's wall. A wall. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the kitchen. You're making. No, it's true. It's no, no, hard the, to work with your partner. Kitchen. She's in the hot kitchen. Yep. But the best part of it is that if a decision has to be made or we're making a decision, we're in the same room together so we can yep. make the decisions immediately. You, you guys are a great couple. I mean, I mean, I feel like y'all are made for each other. So uh -oh. we're going to get romantic now. Oh, so how, let's hear the story. Oh. How'd you guys meet? All right. Oh, geez. Sh do you, should I share my? No, no. Oh, I get, drink the wine. I want to hear the real story. <laughs> no, this is the real no, no, story. Trina will tell you the real story and I'll chime in and put extra tidbits in. How All right. Yes. We'll Go do that. <laughs> so um, we are both friends with, we are mutual friends of a set of twins. And that set of twins friends circles do not circulate yep. in the same. Okay. One twin has their own <laughs> set of friends. That's weird. And the other twin no, no. has the no, other no. set of friends. If, if you knew the twins, you would, you would do absolutely. Do the twins get along? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, they just have just, different groups yeah, yeah. of friends. They are polar opposites, the two of them. Like personality, career, and drive are totally separate. Completely really? opposites. Yep. Yeah. And so <laughs> they were having a big birthday party. I think it was, was it 29? Uh, yes. Yeah. They, they weren't quite 30 yet. They weren't 30 yet. God so I think it was them. 29. And it was oh. a birthday party at Dancers Royale. That was the club. first, that was the first that year was, we saw each other. Yeah. Fun place in Orlando. If you've never been. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. when Mr. Sisters was across the street. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> VA gave me shit for bringing cupcakes to a strip club. That's so true. But they were, but they were delicious. They, they were, I'm sure they it were. It was a birthday party. Like I was in. Culinary school. I was actually in baking school. That I'm sure they were appreciative. Yeah, I was using it yeah. to flirt with you. Chocolate were, peanut butter delicious. bacon chop cupcakes. Oh, That's hello. what it was. Yeah. Okay, then. They had bacon on chocolate. I mean, what are you going to say? So delicious. Mm -hmm. So 
<laughs> Some people ate them there. Then we walked across the street. And of course, they're like, bring the cupcakes. So we went over to the, to the club. We were across the street. And, you know, all I remember from her was her. She's like, I can't, I can't believe you brought cupcakes to a strip club. I'm Absolutely. like, well, it wasn't like we were asking the the strippers to like, you know. But they they sure as would have eaten them. Oh, yeah, them. they would have eaten oh, them. Oh, they would have eaten them. But by the end of the night... Did you eat a cupcake? I did eat a cupcake. Yeah. That, like you certainly fell in did. love. Yeah, and you. Like a fat girl. I sucked <laughs> You fell in love. And then. No, no, not even so then. So we went our separate ways. Yep. A whole year went by. We met again. At the same at a twins. club. No, no. For the same twins birthday Get celebration. Yeah, so it was the next year's birthday party. Yeah. Did you bring cupcakes? No. No. She was stalking for young. I was. I was on the prowl. I'm like, <laughs> okay. I want a one night stand. Nope, didn't, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Hey, it did we not all party. We had just us. broken up with. I had broken up with someone I've been dating, and I was like, I'm never dating anyone again. So the one, so the one twin is a bartender at at Southern, and mm -hmm. I'm friends with the other, other the other, the other twin. twin. Yes, and we're like, let's go to Southern and see, you know, and and see my sister, and I'm like, okay, cool, and then she's there. And she's like prowling at these young things. I'm like, what is? I was like, why are you talking this? And you remember scare? her, right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, you're gonna scare her. That's what I said to her. <laughs> and then like two hours later, I went home with her. You're like, but you don't <laughs> scare <laughs> me. There was that. There was that. And then, and you guys have been together since. since? Yes. yes, that's yep. freaking awesome. When did you marry? Uh, a year later, after that. So yes. that was in August. That's their next birthday. <laughs> it was my brother's birthday. It was her That's brother's why I can birthday. Remember. That's August our real 18th. anniversary. That's our real anniversary. August eighteenth. <laughs> oh, cool. But we got married on July seventeenth. So seven, seventeen, thirteen. We're actually getting ready to have our ten year anniversary. That is friggin' awesome. What's up, Denny Twenty Two Eats the World listeners from all around the world? Next time you come to Orlando, you're gonna have to stop and see what this show is all about. Tornitore's Restaurant Italian Market at 3818 Edgewater Drive, Orlando. We have one of the top chefs in Orlando. We are made from scratch food, some of the best around. Give us a call, 407-292-2248 to make your reservations. And if you're interested in advertising on this show, give Denny a call at 407-937-8583. We'll get you on here. All right, so you guys have worked your butts off. You built this business together. I mean, again, I got to go back to how hard that is to work with your significant other like that. So I'm proud of you guys for doing that. Yeah. It almost seems to make you guys closer. Like, yeah. Some, sometimes sometimes we butt heads. Which is normal. It, it, no, it is normal. I, I think um, we both respect each other's opinions and we listen to each other. And sometimes she ha makes a point that I'm like, oh, I didn't think about that. And sometimes I get to make the point and she's like, oh, okay, I see that. So, That's true. That's but it true. comes down to respecting it each does. other and listening and, and, and caring. compromise. You have to have a little bit of compromise and know that just because that's the way you think it's going to be, there's other facets involved. And so we both look at our business in different ways because we do different things within our business. And so I think alone us being able to step back and I get to watch her shine in things that she does and you know, she feels the same way about me. And so that mutual respect is really, I think, crucial to Oh, your why it works. success is I'm telling you, you guys are solid. Like for one, it's hard to work with your significant other. The restaurant business is super stressful, but instead of letting it come between you, you guys fight it together. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it makes you guys and you know what? And yeah, I can tell you guys are super in love. Um 
It was, I still like it was her. just a few months ago. You went to Texas. And when you yes. came home, oh, VA yeah. had built a freaking house. You showed me the pictures. I was like, damn, I'm not even a lesbian. That's so romantic. <laughs> I was like, that I, is I so her, romantic. I built her. I told her, I was like, you're not allowed to go in the backyard for any reason. And our, our bedroom. Three weeks. Three weeks. I couldn't well, go in the backyard. <laughs> well, there's a window. There's two windows in our bedroom that, that point towards the backyard. I'm like, you're not allowed to peek. Do not take the trash out. And I'm like, Jacob, do not tell her anything. So I had two deliveries from Lowe's, two different weeks. <laughs> I built a whole walkway, a patio, a pergola, a pergola, a fire pit. And this is done th right. This is not some freaking no, 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 Home no, Depot no, project. No, like I, this was, I saw the pictures. I was very impressed. Yeah, I, I like tools, and mm -hmm. and even better, I went, uh, I went to your shop. I went to the market and got cheeses, meats. That's right. Truffle yeah. honey. When I came home, there was like beautiful charcuterie <laughs> I, and a I fire it, pit. I call it meat origami, but whatever. <laughs> meat origami. <laughs> I love it. And her plane was late, so we had to reschedule for the next day. But but it didn't matter because I had wine. I had the whole spiel. That's so – I was super impressed. Um, And – I got to say, I, I'm so happy that you we all crossed paths because I consider you guys great friends now. And you guys did something for me that uh -oh. literally made me cry. I mean, we, we, I'm were, a man. So, we were so happy to, that it got put to good use. <sighs> yeah. So, guys, so long story short, I'm remodeling my restaurant. I'm closed for a month. I'm getting super stressed out because we're already, we're supposed to take 12 days. We're on day 30. Oh, my goodness. And I'm freaking out. And I get a message from Trent out of the blue that says, hey, I got a bunch of great stuff for your restaurant that I want to go to a good home to someone that I know will appreciate it. And I was like, oh, sure, that's great. Because I figured you were going to give me, like, a few things. <laughs> I'm talking three freaking truckloads mm -hmm. of, uh, I mean, downstairs in my living room, I got some of the pictures hanging right now. I, <laughs> I When you started pulling the stuff out, I kept, like, choking up, and I was just like, are you sure I can have all this? It was incredible. So when you come to Tornitores, the plates, the silverware, the, the glasses, this all came as a gift from a friend, and it's, it is it is appreciated. Yeah, I'm really glad that so you So thank you guys it. again. It, it makes us really happy that it went to where we feel it should have landed, and that that's what's really important. Everything well, but the pasta extruder. Well, yeah, you ain't coming <laughs> off that. No, because I insist on her making me pasta every once in a while. So we'll get into that now. So uh -oh. Southern... Seven bites. You've got the southern food dialed in. Absolutely. I'm telling you, Thank the you. biscuits and gravy, the, the chicken and waffles, the freaking. I had a sloppy Joe that was an eye for. Oh, that sloppy Joe is like it that is, is sloppy Joe. It is a sleeper on the menu, and you don't know what hit you until you realize there's bacon. Oh my god, it's so shredded good. beef. I like mouths watering. It's so good, and, and no, like, the freaking meatloaf too. Forget about it. Well, I mean, I I, I use all halal meat. So. That's my grandmother's recipe. So so yeah. freaking good. We, we doctored a little bit, and it's delicious. So you guys have the Southern food dialed in. I mean, you're the tops. You're the tops. I'll say this confidently. You make the best Southern food in Orlando. Thank you. Bar Thank none. You. And, the bake, and the bakery there, I always say there's Trenna and then there's the <laughs> other bakers around because we'll, we'll stick on this for a second. I went to there and I'm a fatso that loves to eat lots of food. So when I was leaving after I had my stuff, I was like, I want one of these, one of these, one of these. And I'm just going to name a couple of them. The Little Pie, the Chocolate Pecan. The Salted Caramel Dark Chocolate Pecan. Holy mm -hmm. shit. Like, you guys have to get that. That was actually the pie that started our business. And that's what it said. It said that's the, the very, pie that started it all. It says on the line. that I created. Yeah. That, to me, is, that to me is, is a top three dessert in Orlando. It is delicious. Thank you. And then 
you're a master baker of the pies, like the, all the pies and cookies, and the, you name it. If you can write this show and, and name it a dessert that a baker makes, I bet, bet you they got it seven bites, and I bet you they elevated it, put their twist on it, and made it even better. I have one suggestion. You cannot say master baker anymore. <laughs> <laughs> too much like master baker. I want to get that on a shirt now. Now I need that on a shirt. Oh, I master. am a master baker. I, <laughs> that's so awesome. I, I will find, I will find that shirt. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go from happy talk like we're doing to Uh-oh. COVID. Remember oh, that? Yeah. Remember that shit? Oh, yeah. man. Wasn't yeah. that a good time in the, the restaurant business? keeps on giving. God. Oh, man. And I, I look back and I'm like, okay, that was like compared to other states, I guess, you know, we had it a we little did. easier. We had a little you know easier. But it still sucked. It did. It, it, it sucked. It sucked in many ways because I think it enabled people to take advantage of it. It's like mm -hmm. one employee gets sick and everybody's like, oh, my God. We talked on the phone. I can't come in. <laughs> or, right. well, well, the worst thing is, is our uh, our whole staff is like one big family. So they all hang out. Mm. So there's one clown who goes and, and does something on the beach and brings it back and, and, and is like infests everybody. Oh, we so were nice. we were lucky that person never came came around back. everyone else. Yeah, we had two people that tested positive out of the whole three years. So we can are you kidding me? You guys years. are so lucky. I know we we like skidded by, and luckily the two people that got COVID don't like anybody else at the staff. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. So you guys, so they were the least popular people, anyways. So you made it through. Yes. Like with not that one. a lot of yes. people didn't make it through COVID. It's uh, true. Yes. So I mean, we did close a restaurant. When they closed, what did you do? Did you just switch to to go? Or no, we got we were close? scared and we put on twenty pounds. Yeah, we well, <laughs> honestly, no, that isn't the truth. Well, For two weeks we tried pounds. to do to go. It's tough. And then, um, you know, we try to combine both of the restaurants at the same time and do like dinner meals and things like that because the to go containers that we had at the time didn't really we i would say pre-covid about five percent or less of our sales of food was to go food right. everyone yeah. came to eat your food is better on a plate from yeah, the kitchen. Yeah. i mean an over medium egg which is a fully cooked white in a runny yolk doesn't really heat up well because you're going to cook the yolk more yeah um and so we really had to close and regroup we took two weeks we tried to make meals to go um desserts to go things like that yep. and we basically just broke even and paid our staff so and that was we were fine, like this and we need to stop and figure this out and so we closed um mainly to see what was the state going to do what was the country going to do what was this scary COVID times right gonna do? i mean yeah. I, I thought we were gonna everyone was gonna lose their restaurants yeah. for a minute and so we had to sit and reevaluate what we were going to do we we did a lot of experimenting with making food, putting it in containers, seeing how long it would hold. How did the container hold up? Would it hold up to gravy, hollandaise, sauces, heavy? I mean, it's heavy food. Grits are heavy. It's fried chicken. It's heavy. You know, we needed to find something that could hold up to it. And it didn't help the fact that during all this time, the container prices tripled. Well, not only that, but you couldn't find them. Yeah, they were, they were if you could even get them. Yeah, so yeah. then we became hoarders. When we realized the ones that we yeah. did, and then we had to get like a bigger storage um, unit because we're yep. like, you know, then that's when all of the to-go containers started being very scarce. We, that's when we had to shift away from straws because straws went right, from $28 to, of a case to $178 <laughs> a case for straws. I'm like, like, you know what? What is happening? And that's we, when the city You know what? We still don't. Use straws. You we, know what? We have it, shifted away from it completely. You if know anything why? good came God out of COVID, gave you straws. Yeah, get your two lips, put exactly. them on the side of the cup, 
and sit from the cup. As shitty as COVID, COVID was, a couple of good things that come out of it. Yeah. I stopped using straws during it because all those pollute the freaking earth mm -hmm. and cost money. And uh, I'm just happy it's over. You know? Oh, my goodness, like, yes. People still get it, but my God, the masks and the fighting about the uh, masks. Well, yeah. you know, I was really frank with our staff. I would say about four months into being reopened because they, it felt like they were living in fear constantly because all they heard was that narrative on the news from oh, their friends, awful. all of it. And we were doing sanitizing beyond any sanitizing we had done before, like tables, the chairs that people were sitting in, the backs of the chairs, because I'm like, you know, you pull out the chair here, you have to sanitize the back of the chair. Like you have to do this. And I totally and fully believe that by the way that we were sanitizing and keeping things clean is why our staff came in contact with that many people that. but did not get sick. I was sick. just going to say that. That shows, that pays homage to the fact that you guys were doing it right. Oh, you said Your place is hospital sanitized. Like, people aren't getting sick there. Yeah, no. no it was definitely like that. And so, you know, we just, I, I explained to them, I'm like, okay, you, COVID, oh, no. this disease. I don't know this, where she's going this, with this. I'm sorry. This virus is like a cold. It will yeah. be with us forever. There, there will never not be the cold, the flu, SARS. It will never die. It will, it will transform. It will become something else. It may be even another variant from the. Oh, oh and what do you know? We've had We've like had what five variants? Yeah, it's craziness. I'm like a virus is a virus, and all it does is change. There's nothing you can do. So we have to learn how to continue to live our lives. Yeah, with we this. can't be scared about it anymore. Like right. my god, and that's what they were trying to do. Is, I don't want to get no, no, no. no. It's, no, no you, you can only for a tidbit, but don't get her started because she'll go down the rabbit hole. No, so I'm not even going to drown because I, I I'll go with you. I, and I can't, I can't bail her out of it because we're live. <laughs> the the main thing is, is that most of our staff is a certain age group and they and they believe everything they see on the internet <sighs> and they only use one news source. And then when I told them, I'm like, hey, they know what my political values are, which are probably completely different than most of the people in my restaurant. But the thing is, I'm like, hey, it doesn't matter what your political values are. It's whether you look at more than one news source. I was like, get a different opinion, maybe do some research yeah, and, and, maybe, and maybe watch a different, like, I watch like three different news channels and then and they're I, all so different. Aren't they're, they? all, they're all different, but then you, there's should always be illegal. Yeah. Well, there's always, there's always a stem of truth between it. Truth's always in the middle yep. somewhere. Some, somewhere. And, somewhere then, and it's on you to find your own, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, and then you just have to realize that everybody has their own opinion and the news is more opinion than news. Sometimes they want people to watch. They want a hot story. They want to they spice do. it yep. up. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. One of the biggest changes I think that we made during COVID was switching to only a four-day open work week. So we yes. used to be open Thursday or Tuesday through Sunday, and now we're only open Thursday through Sunday. Okay. And I'll tell you why we made that. So originally the choice was is because, one, we didn't know how things were going to go because we saw in a lot of other states where they were opening and then closing them down. Yep. And what you can't afford to do is have, you know, $10,000 worth of product in your walk-in and they're going to tell you, you can't be open for three weeks because that food's going to go bad. Exactly. I mean, you're a, you're a fresh kitchen. Yep. This is not, some spice is not yeah. buying canned bull crap. No, this we is are like, not doing You can nope. taste it. You can taste no. it. And so ketchup. we went with that. We went with, how many people are going to come out? Are they going to come out? Or is it going to be all to-go food? So then how many people do we need back? And, you know, we kept all 
21 of our employees fed when we were closed. We would buy nice. uh, shipments from Cisco and put boxes together of, you know, chickens That's and really cool. uh, fruit. I roasted pork. Potatoes, uh, roasted pork. We would do loaves of bread, peanut butter, like That's all awesome. basics so they could and, make meals. And toilet paper because that when, <laughs> Remember that? That, that, was, when that COVID, was a thing. See, when COVID first started, there was no milk. There was no eggs. There was a huge toilet no paper. And there, paper. There's a toilet paper in, and we could get shipments in from Restaurant Depot, from Webstaunt. Like and, cases of toilet paper. So we we would give everyone like 10 rolls of toilet I did the paper. Same. Yep. I and, was like giving out, so we had a shift to outdoors only, yeah. And we were doing a ton of to go every, every to go order. I, I would put a roll of toilet paper in there, and the people would call <laughs> me like back and be meal. like, "They were so happy. They were like, <laughs> so oh my happy. god, you gave me a roll of toilet paper.' I was like, I didn't realize it was so valuable well, you nowadays. Know, you know that the the flip side of that is when we did open to the public and they would steal our toilet paper yeah. out of the bathroom. <laughs> that was a thing. God. Yeah, that uh, was a thing. Oh, people. They used to only steal the air fresher, but they were no, they the toilet paper. Yep. yep. It was like, and why are you so, bringing a purse? In the in the I in the three that. years since COVID, we've still only stayed open those four days, and here is why: so many things have happened in between that time. I firmly believe that is what has saved our bottom line, um, made the morale of our staff stay where you're not at. overworking them. Nope, nope. They they have these days off. They have For three, three days full off days a week. off. Yeah, yep. When they can leave by no later than four o'clock on Sunday and they don't have to return till eight o'clock on Thursday. And you're giving them off Monday, life. Tuesday. When yep. everything's open, they can do all their responsibilities. Yep. Go to your doctor's appointments, do whatever, go to school, yep. you know, and since we are a day thing, you know, they're, they're out of there by four o'clock every day, latest. And right. so it's working. It has worked. And honestly, I feel like we have a better connection to our lives outside of well, work yeah. as well. It's your, which it's make your us mental better. health is much more. Yeah, it makes us important. better suited to deal with some of the nonsense we have to um, deal with oh my during goodness, those four yes. days. So, you know, there there was something real that happened in that time that we were closed and it was really evaluating what did we want to do, how do we want to do it, what was important to us, and how are we going to maintain the quality and the integrity of what seven bites means to us and to our staff. You know, when you have people that have worked for you for seven years, five years, four years, they have to believe in something that you're doing and you need to continue doing that. Exactly. I mean, COVID changed the world and some good came out of it like this, yeah. you know? So that's what we're going to talk about. Uh -oh. So Trina and I, and VA, we've been friends now for what, like a year, a couple of years? Yeah. yeah. You know, we, we've known of each other for a long yes. time. Yes, But absolutely. I consider like we really connected lately. And one thing we've, it's going to be cool because Trent and I have never talked about this. Oh, never. No. Oh, no. This, this literally, this conversation we're about to have is going to be the first time we've actually talked about this. So this is something that we have in common. Food Network pretty much changed both of our lives. It did. So everybody knows my story. Robert Irvine came, surprised me, changed my life in one day. With you... So when was it when you first were on Triple D? Because you've been on there a bunch now. Yes. So um, when we moved into our bigger location at 617 North Primrose in the Milk District. Have to um, check it out. Yeah. So we were at 207 North and we moved to 617. So we literally moved three blocks down into almost 4,000 square feet. We went from 937 to 4,000 square feet. 55 dedicated Jesus. parking spaces, almost an acre how many of land. Places, how, many, how many do you guys sit in there? 
um, 140. Wow. Yeah. And they're packed. I mean, it is. It is. All so, the time. Thankfully, yes. Well, I mean. Quick, well, because the food is great. <laughs> well, I mean, Thank you. we have quick service. So that means you come up, place your order at the counter, and then you get your food, and then you don't have to wait on the server to bring your check. You just exit. Yes. And then yeah. someone else is happy to take your seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it, and it's cool because it's community seating almost. I've sat with strangers in Seven Bites and talked to them, and we were all enjoying our food. It's yeah. A great Pre-COVID, gathering. COVID, we had all community seating. Post COVID, we had to create yes. smaller tables because no one wanted to sit with each other for a while. But so you're a lot in of there. people are shifting back to the community. So, how did you get in touch with Guy? I did not. So, 2016, October, that's when we moved into the new space. I got a call close to like Christmas of 2016. I, I got a phone call saying, this is, I don't even remember the name, from Food Network. Can I get a good email for you? And I'm thinking. That you're getting pumped. Great. <laughs> right, somebody's messing with me. So I give them my email. They're like, oh, okay, well, we're going to email you some information. It'll be within the next 48 hours. Take a look at us and reach back out to us if you think it's something you might be interested in. I'm thinking to myself, yeah. <laughs> so. Then two days later, sure enough, I get this email from Food Network. It's a producer asking, you know, hey, we have a very popular TV show that we are considering filming in Orlando. We're going to feature some Orlando restaurants. You know, is this something you'd be interested in? You know, it might be anywhere from two to five days of filming. You won't be able to be open to the public. Um, This is something you'll have to keep very quiet until, you know, it can be aired. And all I'm thinking is, what? who who is sending me this? Who's my son? Who who made this Food Network email? (laughs) So they're like, if you have any questions, call this number. I'm like, fine. I'm going to call the number. Like, they're not going to get me. (laughs) Mind you, it's a California number. So I'm like, oh, very clever. California. (laughs) They really are going deep (laughs) undercover here. Yep. So I call, they answer the phone, they tell me, you know, I don't even remember how they answered it, but it was clearly a production company. I'm like, hi, yes, this is Trina Gregory Probst in Orlando, Florida. I received your email from, you know, about in regards to Seven Bites, and I just have a few questions. They're like, oh, yes, please tell us what we can answer for you. We're really, really interested, and we want to move you into the next tier of, you know, this basically, you know... (laughs) A shakedown process. Yeah, they're they're trying to eliminate and get the best places for them to go. Correct. And so I asked them all these questions. They're like, oh, it sounds like exactly what we're looking for. You make everything from scratch. That's what we're looking for. Um, You know, we'll send you the next thing. You have to sign this um, non compete disclosure form, and then we can talk to you more about it. So I'm thinking, all right, if they send the form, this might be real. Maybe. (laughs) So they send the form. Uh, the next day, and of course, I'm checking my email like 100 times over. I get it. I go to her. I'm like, they sent it. Maybe this is a thing. And she's like, okay, fine. So we go home. We sign it. We send it back. They're like, once you email this back, we'll contact you within 24 hours. So they literally call back the next day. They're like, hi, Trina. Well, Trina. Trina. Um, <laughs> uh, this is, I don't even remember the name of the producer that called me the first time, from Citizen Pictures, and we film Guy Fieri's Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, and I'm just... Uh, now it's real. Yep. Um, we've had a lot of people write to us, but one of our producers actually went to Full sale and knows all about your business. 
And so that he ate there. Yes, he and has eaten there. That's what got him. Yep. And so we went through the whole vetting process. And, you know, um, that was in December. They filmed in April. And no, they filmed in February. It aired in April. And it, and when they were filming, they told us it would air by the end of summer, but they did it at the beginning of summer because they wanted to cover all the Orlando places before summer vacation so people would know where to go to. And from that April, <sighs> moving forward, we like, haven't stopped breathing and running. It's just it's, been constant well, on I go. will say that that episode was one of the best ones he's ever done. And Aww. I'm telling you, it was entertaining. It was true. It was cool. And- so what happened? It hit the air and just boom. Yes, exactly. Everything that they say will happen. I mean, they they tell you. That's what Robert you know, Ryan told me. He said, oh, when yeah. this thing hits the air, get ready. Yeah, no, even Guy within the segments of the things that we were filming, he was like, hey, you're going to be making so many of these. Why don't you consider making it square instead of round the moon pie? Because you can get more yield out of your marshmallow pan. Your marshmallow pan huh. is, round, is square. So, you know, if you make them square... You're going to get full yield out of it, and you're going to need it. You're going to need it. You're you can't have this much waste. And um, I think the thing that we get asked the most is, you know, how is he? Do you, I know you get asked that oh a lot, my God, yeah. all the time. And and the honest, the honest truth, and the honest things that I can say is exactly how he is. Is who he is. He is authentically himself on the show and with you. Um, you know, he wants you to succeed. The whole. The whole food network wants you to succeed. Exactly. They don't they want do. to come into a place and then a place doesn't do good. Correct. You know. So, but you and Guy have a special thing because he really took a liking to you. Like you've been on the you won the grocery games, right? I did. I did. We we <laughs> How awesome was that? It was crazy. Nervous and like um, well, I had done so we did the Diners, drive-ins, and dives. Uh -huh. And then I, in 2017, later that year, so the year that it aired, at the end of the year, I went and did my first guy's grocery game against three just random people. Uh, it was a comfort food showdown. That was the name of the show. Okay. Um, and I went out second out of the four. Gotcha. Because um, they did not like our Colonel Marmalade. I, I'm still shocked about it. Like, oh, how did they not? Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to bail you out on this one. They're from California, and they don't know gravy. They don't understand uh -huh. gravy. They don't was, understand gravy. You know, the Colonel Marm <laughs> is probably one of our biggest so sellers but it's of our specials, but it is heavy, and it's all these things, and it's all stacked together. So, yeah, if you don't, it was all I mean, Cal California, California we know what they eat out there. Yeah. Avocados. Yeah, exactly. Crabs. I mean, come on. California pizza, I'll kill someone that tries to make right. California pizza. Yeah, so... That was the first one that that we did, and then in 2018 we went and did a couples competition. So that was a I lot did of not funny. see that one. Yep, family I'm triple D. Um, so it was all families who had family been on or the show. yeah who had been on diners, drive-ins, and dives. So we did that, and we came in second on that. And then we did a fun? redemption and came in second again. And I was like, dang, like you have to win one of these. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. <laughs> Um, and so then in 2019, they were having another triple D on triple G. So they had all their, all their favorite triple D chefs for a tournament. So there were nine of us, no, oh, no. 12 of us. Yeah. Nice. So for each segment, um, whittled down to one. So I won my segment, 
Um, that was the one I made the beanie weenie egg rolls for. <laughs> Delicious. Sounds awesome. It, it's a twist. Definitely a twist on it. <laughs> and then I went to the finale and then won the tournament championship. That's freaking awesome. It, it was crazy. If you would have ever asked me, I would have. That's the one thing where... In my mind, you know, we're our own worst enemies. We are always hardest on uh -huh. ourselves. We are, you know, you just want to do your best. And so I think for me too, because I spend more time baking than cooking, it feels like even more of a challenge for me. And so that's the thing that I love the most is here I am, this baker winning this thing with these, you know, okay. ingredients. I mean, so it's good. And it makes it's, it that much sweeter when you do win. It you does. Know? It does. Like I... It's it's such a great boost of self-confidence because you're like, oh, I do know what I'm doing. Yes. I can do this. So, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I, I've definitely noticed that guy, guy says, we're so similar in this situation because Robert calls me his star pupil. He calls me all the time. He lives in Tampa. He checks on me all the time. And we're, he, he literally changed my life, you know, and he's had me on other episodes where I help out and stuff. And it's the same thing with you and Guy, you know, like he, these guys recognize good food and good people and they want to help. Yeah, we've stayed really good friends with a lot of the production people as well. That's awesome. Yeah, I always call like my situation the Restaurant Impossible family because I met so many yeah. people. A family is the best word to they describe. They really that. are, and yeah. I didn't know. So when they came to me, they just ran through the front door and ambushed me, <laughs> and I didn't know Mark Summers was the executive producer. And when he showed up, I'm like, "Oh my god, Double Dare guy's here! Oh. Like, what the hell's <laughs> happening?" <laughs> you're gonna get, like, you're gonna get "He's slimed. the producer." I'm like, what the hell? That's so. Funny. Where do you guys go from here? I, oh. I mean, what's your dreams? Oh, I mean, I mean, we're old. <laughs> restaurant business makes you. Makes I mean, us all I think old. we get asked the most um, easily on a daily basis by two, if not ten people. Have you thought about putting one in blah blah blah? <laughs> yes. um, you know, so come to Winter Garden, come to Claremont. Well, <laughs> even more than that, franchising. You know, Atlanta, Houston, Dallas. Is it, it's hard to replicate something so good because you guys it would are be there. Easy. It would be actually pretty easy to replicate our stuff because we actually have recipes. If you can pass them on to people and find yep. people that care yep. enough to do well, it. I mean, I make mine user friendly, but I mean, most you know, small business, mom and pop, pop and pop. They don't have mm -hmm. recipe cards. You know how it right. is. It's like it's like if you if I make my gravy, one of my fellows can make my gravy. You have it wrote out like yes, specifically. Right. It's wrote out very like, specific. And I just learned that lesson in the last couple of years. I've been doing this for thirty years, and I'm old school Italian. It's like oh, a handful of this, yeah. pinch of that. Oh yeah, like but you can't little, do that anymore. Put a little salt in that. Yeah, you're you, good to go. You can't do that. Your anymore, pinch yeah. is not my pinch. Right. We all have to resize <laughs> so hands, think, folks. Yeah, I think one of the things that we actually have been working on is tying that end of it up because it's the thing we get asked most. And in my mind, why not? Why, why couldn't we franchise? Oh. Why couldn't we do that? Now, mind you, I don't know how to do it, but if someone out there knows how to do it, <laughs> well, if anyone can do it, it's going to be you two. Cause you guys yeah. have already shown that you can get through stuff, you know, and, and yeah. you kick ass. So let's ask a couple more questions. So we'll uh -oh. wrap it up. So what, so you're, I, I have to say master baker one more time. You're a master baker. <laughs> you're an amazing Southern chef. But what do you, if, if, if tomorrow was the last day on earth and you're going to cook your last meal, you're going to cook it. Oh, I'm making Mexican food. I making mean, Mex I, my Texas roots, <laughs> where did that come from? that's where I come from. <laughs> I'm, I'm making my oh, um, man. salsa verde chicken enchiladas. And awesome. You'll have to rice. use my salsa verde. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she makes the best salsa verde. But that, 
That to me, that's, my, that's food, huh? my comfort. That's my thing is Tex-Mex, nice. Mexican food. I mean, I grew up in Texas and, you know. Sorry, right, so another curveball. Where do you go for Mexican food in Orlando if you're going to go out for Mexican food? Oh, oh gosh, there's like several there's, because it depends on what you're looking for. So uh, we like um, La Hacienda. We like Las Caratas. We do El Potro. Uh-huh. We have done, um, oh, my gosh. Honestly, I like all three of those. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the one in Florida Mall. I cannot remember her name. They just opened, but they're like. Is it good? Yeah. Oh, yeah. La Fiesta, uh, Katrina's Cantina. Like, so, yeah, they, there's a sound. lot, but they, and they all are different because some are Tex-Mex, some are just true right. Mexican, um, some are American Mexican, you know. Um, there's just so many, but honestly, my favorite Mexican is my own kitchen. Yeah, nothing doesn't. We can go out to eat yeah. wherever and get a good meal. But oh. I love. I hate to go out to dinner, spend a bunch of money, and say, "Damn, I could have made that at home better." We, we my have favorite that thing problem. that she makes me. Oh no! Is um, her grilled fillet with the marsala uh, mushroom oh, marsala yeah. sauce? But I have grill base though, so I cheat. And Parmesan nice. risotto. Funny story. Here's oh, a funny story. Oh, That's it. One of our very first, I would say, serious dates that we had. She's like, "Let me cook for you." I'm like, okay. She came to my house. Now, mind you, I was in school living with my mother and my then three-year-old, almost four-year-old child. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) And um, she brought fillets and made risotto with crab. And I did not have the heart to tell her that I am allergic to shellfish. Oh, my God. So I went to the bathroom and took Benadryl so I could eat the crab in, in my defense, in my defense, her allergy was not that bad then. It wasn't that bad then. Now it would kill me. Yep. But then, oh you know, just that, a Benadryl so, and I could skate by. Hey, it shows you cared. You were like, I'm going to willing to risk my life. It was rain. delicious. It was delicious. So what about you, Via? What, what, if tomorrow was the last day, what are you cooking? I am cooking a pot roast risotto. Mm. Yeah, I'm going back to your Italian roots. I'm sorry. I'm not. You Italian. love Italian food. Don't you? I, I, I love Italian food. I am not any way, shape, or form Italian. But, but you eat like one. <laughs> I do. I like. I used to eat my pasta like that. Yes. That you know, I am honored that you two come to my <laughs> restaurant. Like, oh, we really? love coming. When back. I get the, I get other restaurant owners to come and eat at my restaurant. It makes me honored because you all could cook yourself, or you could go somewhere else. No, no, and no. I'm just like, damn, you, like, you, you guys pr- actually enjoy it. No, no, you have prime rib. Prime rib's good. Oh, that yes. prime rib that is prime good. good. Tomorrow. Tomorrow's prime rib day. Putting that baby oh. in the oven in the morning. I might have to say hi. So I want to thank you guys for coming. We're going to wrap this episode up. And usually Denny does a food review or does the Psalm thing and wine reviews. But I've got the master baker. In the- <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, give us some baking what, tips. What give for, us a secret. Can I share? Um, okay. So there's a few things. Go for it. Whenever you're made, let's just go with something basic that everyone likes to make, chocolate chip cookies. How about that? Perfect. Always find a flour that is not a summer or a winter wheat. So here's the thing. So not to knock any flours because, you know, branded flours are really good. But like King Arthur doesn't mix their wheats. So that you have an all summer wheat flour, you have an all winter wheat flour. And the two wheats do different things. They they work in a recipe differently. Gold metal combines their summer and winter wheat together. So you want to look for a flour that's mixing them. Yes, because you want consistency because you're right. not going to work really hard on perfecting a recipe and then it's going to be it different because you're going to have to change it. It may need more butter if it's the summer wheat because there's used to, gotcha. you know, drier Never weather. knew that. Yeah. So 
one, pick a pick a nice even flour. Sift your flour. That's also really important. Mix all your dry ingredients together and whisk them together because that's going to work really well. Like all your baking powders, baking sodas, because if you just put it on top and then you put it into your wet part of your ingredients, it's just going to sit and form and clump. So whisk it in. Your flavor goes in fat. So when you're creaming your butter, softened butter, unsalted softened butter, you're going to put like your vanilla and any extract that goes in the cookie in that fat because fat is what holds flavor. Gotcha. All right. You're going to cream your sugar into your butter. And when, when it says that you're looking for light and white and fluffy, you literally will visibly be able to see the difference in it. And if you haven't, don't stop creaming the flour and the sugar. And finally, when you're ready, scoop your cookies. The best thing you can invest in is a cookie scoop Um, because then you're going to get consistent cookies and the yield that it's supposed to have in the recipe is really what you'll get. Right. So scoop those cookies, put them in the refrigerator, really let them sit for at least an hour so that butter comes back up together because if not, that's why things really, really spread. And then, you know, one of the things that I always tell everyone, make a bigger batch than you think you're going to need because it's probably going to turn out really, really good if you follow those steps. And then you can scoop them and freeze them and just be able to serve any guest that may pop in hot cookies right out of the free. Okay. You know, you can bring the, 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 the scoop of the cookie, put it on a hot pan, and, you know, 14 minutes later, you've got delicious hot baked cookies. Or what you can just eat them all. What a hostess you would be. <laughs> yeah, or a guest, you know? That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing some secrets. Thanks for having us. Well, listeners around the world, before you go see Mickey Mouse, you stop at Seven Bites because you're going to need that hearty meal before you go stand in that long line. We're only 15 minutes from the airport. Yeah, great location. 617 North Primrose. You can check out our website, www.7bites.com, and that's seven spelled S-E, the number seven, E-N-B-I-T-E-S.com. And ask for them when you get there. Tell them that you're a listener and they'll probably give you a cookie or something. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to want to go We're buy there. 10 more because they're so freaking good. We'll see you next time, guys. If you liked what you heard today, please like, comment, and subscribe for more. And go follow our Facebook page where you can see all the photos from our episodes.